Lights on the Upanishads by Sri T. V. Kapali Shastri. We have seen 12 sessions already. Today's is the 13th session. Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om Shri Ganesha Yanamaha Dr. Krishnamurthy Shastri Dambay Punacha Karnataka, India. So, we were seeing yesterday about Kathopanishad or Nachiketa Vidya, Nachiketa Agni or Nachiketa Vidya. In that, the Rishi says, here in this tree of godly leaves or flowers, Yama drinks with the gods. He, our father, lord of the creatures, lovingly tends our ancient ones, detracting and in an evil, impure way, or evil way, I looked upon him who with love tends our ancient ones and then I longed for him again. Yama says, O child, you do not see the chariot you mount, wheelless, one-pulled, new, that you fashioned with mind, the chariot that turns excellently on all sides. Child, the chariot that you have urged from above, the enlightened ones, to turn towards me, that the Salmon has closely come upon, placed in a ship. Who begot the boy? Who made the chariot to roll on? Who will declare to us this day how the restoration was made? <coughs> As the restoration gift in due order was made, the front appeared. Ahead in the front was spread the foundation above, behind below the passage was made clear. The word Anudeyi, uh, uh, in verses 5 and 6 of Kathopanishad has been translated as funeral gift by European scholars. They have done this on the supposition that this hymn is the subject matter of the funeral ceremony of a dead boy, Kumara. They complain that Sayana's alternative meaning ensures a greater degree of obscurity. If in the alternative sense of the hymn, the old Indian Pandit Sayana has applied the light of the, his Vedantic knowledge only to ensure its obscurity, modern Western Pandits Wilson, Griffiths and others have let loose their fancy and made a funeral gift of the whole hymn. Of course, the dead child speaks to them in the second verse. This is indeed a curious improvement on Sayana. Anudeyi strictly means that which is to be given in due order. Anukramena Datavyam The Rishi in his upward march gives himself in a methodical way to the higher powers and is restored to his rightful place. Naturally, when he moves into the higher existence above the earth plane, his foremost part, the front, appears first above the level of the earth consciousness, then the foundation of the cosmos which is above is spread before him. Once the, uh, this takes place and he goes up towards the father, there is passage behind made clear through which he goes up. Purastad buddha atataha paschan nirayanam kratam this is the house of Yama called the mansion of the gods. Here for him the flute is blown. Here he is glorified with the hymnal songs. So this is in Rigveda 10th Mandala 135, uh, 135th Sukta. 
whether or not this hymn of the rigveda is really the basis of the story of nachiketas in the katha upanishad is not a matter of great importance to us but the significance of the hymn cannot be missed and it obviously lies in the fact that the rishi kumara rishi kumara goes forward shall we say upward in a car fashioned by his mind which is wheelless one pole moving on all sides and in the very act of his going ahead the passage behind is made the opening is effected so that his return journey from yama to the earth life is made easy and the communication between this life and whatever is on the other side becomes natural and settled the very enigm- enigmatic form of the hymn the curious mask of the dialogue the words of riddle used by yama betray the occult character of the spiritual status the rishi has won the explanation of the whole hymn verse by verse is beside the mark here and we leave it to the diligent mind to discover the fuller import to return to the nachiketa's story the first boon he asks of yama is that he may be allowed to return to his father and find him tranquilized and prepared to recognize him yama grants the boon in other words nachiketas the soul flaming up beyond towards the higher and vaster world above could retain the thread of his personal consciousness in recovering his material encasement and so readjust himself in his changed inner condition to the demands of the physical and outer life that he could be recognized by the father who gave him up to the up to death it is not improbable that vajashravas is a significant uh, significant name representing one known for his material plentitude or one who is open to inspired hearing even in the midst of material plenty this later suggestion is prompted by the actual wordings in the brahmana for it is a voice that speaks calling him to the house of death tam uttitam vak abhivadati and when nachiketas mentions the choice of the first boon the actual wording in the brahmana text means let me get back alive to my father pitaram eva jeevan ayani if then we choose to take note of the significance of the name vajashravas as the outer being and consciousness in the material plentitude of physical existence nachiketas is the flame of the soul released from the bonds of physical being offered as the last gift of vajashravas who consciously owns the material plenty the boy kumara is the son product of vajashravas is nachiketas na chiketas not conscious of what he was being prepared for or what he himself was asking for when he offered himself as a gift in the sacrifice of his father it is not wise to overlook the inner essence of vajashravas and nachiketas especially in view of the fact that the upanishad speaks of nachiketas in the house of yama as vaishwanara flame for he is indeed the fire in the universal being of matter life and mind spoken of as tri tri nachiketas hidden within the human being he is the son of man and if we may use a modern phrase the main product of evolution awake as the flame of the uprising soul he rises from the earth life to the abode of yama the guardian of law dharmaraja the son of truth symbolized by the sun vivaswan the significance of the other words and names used in the text of the upanishad is irresistible we may not we may note the insane uh, instance of 
Yama spoken as spoken of as mrityu as well as vaiswata uh, for there are three aspects in which he can be viewed he is mrityu because he is the dispenser of the death he is yama the restrainer one who controls by keeping the cosmic law dharma so <coughs> that is because he is the son of vivaswan the son of truth from which the law is born these expressions clearly indicate the real nature of the first boon that yama bestows upon nachiketas the boon a capacity by which he can come back from the higher plane to the physical with the connection between this and the life beyond established maintaining the thread of consciousness for the opening is already made and the passage clear to use the vedic phrase we may note in passing that the sanskrit phrase sutratma meant to refer to the soul in the linga deha or subtle body very well answers to the description of a soul retaining the thread of the personal consciousness in its journey to the other side of life and discovering the exit passage to return to the earth life this then is the first boon the initial gain of nachiketas which every soul aspiring to relive a fuller life has to win by completely dying first in order to emerge into the kingdom of the keeper of the law by which the cosmic existence is preserved through which one has to ascend the heights of existence above the cycle of life and death to the eternal life of freedom immortality let us proceed then to the second boon and look into its significance in the light of what has been stated in regard to the first it lies in the fact that the soul which has gained the initial release from the net of the physical consciousness and earthbound life and has maintained contact with the god the high power administering the cosmic law could through it gain the further knowledge of the divine being that presides over the cosmic constitution of the universe which begins the heaven above and rests on earth at this end that divine being is called here the celestial fire swargya agni the source and foundation of world existence he is not the brahman beyond but born of brahman he is the divine being omniscient resides in heaven rules over the cosmos high above and therefore super conscient to us he transcends the earthly nature but here within the mortal human being he is concealed in the secret cave in the subliminal parts by kindling him by lighting that fire hidden in the subconscious and by the proper arrangement of the various parts and building him in right order in tune with the cosmic law he is revealed as a divine manifested out of the brahman at his revelation the soul attains to a surpassing peace once he is intensely realized in the three soul states on the three levels or on the three world planes of the vedic order effecting points of contact in the triple being unified with him trinachiketas one crosses beyond birth and death therefore when a man has gained access to this triple nachiketas the cords of mortality are loosened and drop altogether it is the instruction in this occult knowledge that nachiketas receives from yama for the second boon to such a soul as attained to the divine existence the power of prakriti creative nature comes unasked and falls under its control 
This is the sense of yama favoring Nachiketas with an additional boon unasked to the grant of the necklace of many forms. Now we come to the most puzzling part of the discussion, the question about death. Without fear of contradiction, we may at once state that the question Nachiketas asks of yama about death has been among the most misunderstood of questions. Is it his desire to know what happens to man after death? Can it be that he has doubts about the survival of the soul when man dies? Such a question cannot arise for he is already present before Yama. Not only that he did appear before him but he got the boon to come back to life as a recognizable personality. So this cannot be a question about the survival of the soul. Again by the second boon he has attained his place in a divine existence enjoying immortality having crossed beyond life and death. Therefore, we can safely say that he is not afflicted with doubts about the immortality of the soul in the sense that it continues its existence in other worlds, the world of heaven or gods which he already enjoys. What then does he mean when he says, when man has passed away, some say he is, some this, uh, some this he is not. Is there anything in man different from the body, senses and mind which survives their disintegration and assumes contact with another body of the same or different kind either here on earth or elsewhere in another existence. If there is such a thing, call it spirit, purusha or soul, how can we say it is the same being, the same person that survives death and continues to be in an after existence or takes birth? And what we usually understand by man is neither the soul separately nor the body and mind and senses but all considered together what we may call the human personality therefore when there is dis- uh, disorganization of the physical organism whatever survives does not survive as the mere spirit purusha or atman the self for if it is survival of the purusha alone and not with something of the human personality characteristic of the man that dies how are we justified in calling the survival as that of the personal self how can there be a personal self without a personality? After all, it is the personality that counts for identity of which it is the stamp and expression. Referring to the ordinary man without any spiritual attainment, the Chandogya says sharply, Be born and die. Jayaswa Mriyaswa Meaning that the common man has little of the soul in him and has no future. He dies. That is also the meaning of the doubt. Some say this he is not. This he is not. This what he calls himself now dies. Whatever survives is not this he. Mark the words na ayam asti iti cha anye. Those who give the answer in the affirmative hold that there is one who is called the enjoyer, bhokta, by virtue of his being yoked to soul, senses and mind and it is he who survives death. Those who say that a man when he dies does not survive as a person or soul with a human personality mean by implication that personality is a developing proposition that it is subject to constant change in the world existence which itself is in a state of perpetual flux. If it is a colorless, all-pervasive, omniscient reality, Brahman, which resides in and supports the individual lives and minds, individual lives and minds and souls that survives, then it being the immortal, the eternal one, certainly persists, continues untouched by the mortality of man 
survives therefore if man is that then in that sense one can say he is but if by man is meant the human personality then as such he does not survive and so some say this he this he is not that is other he is present after death for the reason already stated which that it is ever, ever changing if nothing else survives but the one it is the same thing as saying that when a man dies the decomposed elements are absorbed by the universal or restored to their universal correspondences and the eternal one alone remains unaffected the mortal being it is just like the universal space mahakasha in the jar ghata remaining unaffected by the breaking of the jar and therefore surviving it if so for all practical purposes it comes to mean that like corn mortal man decays and like corn he is born in the words of nachiketas but is that what the upanishad says as regards the true nature and goal of man it is true that the text lays emphasis on the eternal reality the supreme one as immortal being all else is not immortal or eternal but subject to t- change transitory even when a heavenly being a god deva is said to be immortal he is not so in his own right his immortality is not absolute but derived from the eternal one by his cosmic status by his proximity in consciousness to his own origin which is uh, the origin of all the gods and powers of all the worlds and beings if the upanishad lectures only upon this true immortality absolute and one and leaves it there we can very well say that the question of nachiketas is not answered or if answered at all it is done in such a way that the question is evaded in that case nachiketas might very well say sir i talk of chalk you talk of cheese but yama takes care to answer the question almost as suggestions and hints indicated in a few verses assuming the questions to refer to death of men in general even though it may not fully apply to nachiketas who is a special case having already one heavenly immortality which is relative not the highest and absolute of which nachiketas has yet to learn from yama for his last boon so here ends the 13th session We will continue in the next 14th session tomorrow. Hare Rama, Om Tat Sat.